MSW Media. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, November 16th, 2021. Today, Greenberg and Gates associate Keith Ingersoll has been indicted in a real estate fraud scheme. Biden signs the bipartisan infrastructure bill into law. The Trump Organization has sold the downtown D.C. hotel and new legislation would provide G.I. Bill benefits to descendants of black World War II veterans. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. How fucking cool is that, Dana? We talked about this, you know, because Mary Trump wrote about it in her book. Yeah. And this is uh, now a bill being introduced into legislation. You're going to talk about we're going to talk about this in a bit that would restore those benefits. That's amazing. This is fantastic. Absolutely. It's Mary should write more books talking about the things that need to change in this country and maybe they will. Yes, absolutely. hundred percent. If you haven't purchased or got the audiobook downloaded of The Reckoning, you need to make that happen in your life. And then also rent some comedy shows to watch in between chapters as you absolutely <laughs> read the book. <laughs> Videos of kittens, whatever yeah. you need to do. Just have a little palate cleanser for your soul and then get back into the hard work. Yep, absolutely. Because it is hard work, but it's work that needs to be done. Speaking of hard work that needs to be done, newly ordained bar passer lawyer, our friend Robert Denault is going to join me later to talk about the Ingersoll indictment. And of course, I'll be granting myself 10 points for this week's fantasy indictment draft because I called him this week. So very cool. And yes, we're going to go deep dive into that. I'm not just very, you know, I'm not just happy about getting my points. <laughs> well, hey, you deserve them. I think someone on Twitter actually said you deserved an extra bonus for the year. So they you. gave you 20 points. Yeah. And it, it wasn't a random guess. It was based on a lot of stuff. So we'll talk about that lot of stuff later in the show with Robert. And um We have a lot of news to get to, so let's do it. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, lead story today. Two associates of former Seminole County tax collector Joel Greenberg, the so-called wingman to rep Matt Gates, engaged in a multi-million dollar real estate conspiracy, Dana, to defraud an unnamed victim out of more than $12 million. And that's according to federal prosecutors in a newly unsealed court document. A grand jury indicted Keith Ingersoll and James P. Adamsick and charged them with a litany of offenses stemming from the alleged scheme, which prosecutors say was going on since at least 2016. Good Lord. In an 18-page criminal indictment unsealed Monday in the U.S. District Court for the Middle District of Florida, prosecutors claim that Ingersoll, Adamsick, or maybe it's Adamchick, and other unnamed co-conspirators told the victim that they had entered into contracts to buy several pieces of real estate in Florida, Alabama, Illinois, Nebraska, and the Bahamas. Bahamas, interesting. That's where they went all on the mm-hmm. boat. All right. And private jets. And required money for refundable deposits that would be held in an escrow account controlled by an attorney. That attorney, prosecutors say, was not actually an attorney. What? And had not been since he was suspended from practicing <laughs> law in 2008. <laughs> he is referred to in the indictment as suspended attorney. That's hilarious. <laughs> And I like how it's not suspended attorney one. There's, I guess he's the only one in this particular case. James Adamchick and other co-conspirators would and did falsely and fraudulently claim that Keith Ingersoll or entities controlled by or affiliated with him 
had entered into purchase contracts with the owners of real estate when in truth and in fact, as the defendants then and there well know, the owners had not agreed to sell the real estate and, in some instances, had never been contacted about selling the real estate. (laughs) So these guys sold property that they didn't own and the owners didn't know that the property they tried to, you know. That sounds highly illegal. Allison Gill. It, it is. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the prosecutors say that the suspended attorney would take control of the victim's funds. But instead of holding the money in escrow, he took a portion of the money for his own personal benefit, transferred other portions to Ingersoll and Adamchik. When the attorney died, Adamchik fraudulently held himself out as an attorney and took over control of the funds. <laughs> oh, oh, that's two people pretending to be attorneys in this case. <laughs> Ah, uh-huh. yeah. So there, I guess. But he's named Adam Chick. So yeah, he wouldn't absolutely. be called, you know, not attorney too. <laughs> as opposed to holding the victim's refundable deposits in escrow, as had been promised to the victim, Ingersoll and Adam Chick would and did spend the proceeds received as a result of their fraud on themselves and for their own personal benefit, including for a luxury car, car rentals, luxury car rentals, travel and adult entertainment. Venmo. Boop, boop. According to the indictment, Ingersoll and Adamchik told the victim that in exchange for his refundable deposit, he would receive 9% interest as well as a stake in the profits from the sale of real estate when it was resold. Ingersoll and Adamchik allegedly gave the victim real estate purchase contracts and other documents that were not executed by the owners of the properties, but that contained forged signatures or were executed using the names of fictitious individuals and that falsely represented the entities that owned the properties. My God. Each of the men is charged with Dozens of crimes, including wire fraud, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, illegal monetary transactions, and aggravated identity theft. Wonder where they got those IDs. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Hmm. Hmm. Could it be uh, the guy who's been has had to have his uh, sentencing extended twice because he's got so much stuff to cooperate about, Mr. Joel Greenberg? I would say yes. Ingersoll previously drew scrutiny from uh, authorities after they learned that from his firm, KI Consulting, they had a contract worth $48,000 with the Greenberg Tax Office from 2017 through 2020 when auditors concluded there was no evidence of work product and and staff at the tax office was unaware what the group did. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) There's the spider web out from sketchiness in that group is is impressive. We'll it, see more indictments. Love to see Gates being one of them. I hope so. All right. And this is citing an anonymous source. The Wall Street Journal reported Tuesday that Donald Trump's family business is nearing a deal to sell rights to its Washington, D.C. hotel for more than $370 million, with the final price potentially inching closer to $400 million. Which raises the question, A.G., why would anyone pay <laughs> that much for the former president's property? Well... Two months ago, Forbes surveyed seven hospitality experts to see what they thought the hotel might fetch in a sale, if you will. And at the time, it was difficult to tell how exactly profitable the business might be. And although it seemed to be losing money at the time. Now, without access to the hotel's income statements, the experts agreed it made sense to value the business, which is a long-term lease to the hotel rather than the building itself based on its number of rooms. All right, this is the lease. The estimates varied, but six of the seven fell somewhere between 400000 and 775000 per key, as industry veterans would say. That's referring to the price of each room. Now, given that the hotel has 263 rooms, that would suggest a total of $105 million to $204 million. The sources cited those figures before any of them saw the documents that a House committee released last week 
confirming that the hotel had been hemorrhaging money. Yeah, and it's kind of unfair, right? Because the Trump DC hotel is not going to make as much money as literally any other fucking hotel. <laughs> That's true. Absolutely. Right. So these numbers per room, these turnkey, they whatever that did shouldn't even be Applied. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, just for a general hotel, that's kind of what they're they're doing. Exactly. Like in the area, the going rate, it's like a per square foot kind of a thing. And and if, totally. if it weren't a Trump hotel, this is how much it would be worth. <laughs> yeah. And if we really want to know how much the rooms go for, we should ask some of the rioters from January 6th, because I think they stayed there. Okay. On Tuesday, some of those same sources were shaking their heads at the idea that the place might sell for $300 million. And this guy said, I'm floored. And that was Dan Wazilek who's a senior equity analyst of Morningstar who covers the hospitality industry. He said, for those financials, there's no way that someone pays that per key unless you just think it's like such an iconic location and building and must have property. And even then, I mean, it still seems like a huge stretch. Now, such a stretch, in fact, that Wazulek was left wondering whether it was even true. He said, I find that hard to believe, to be honest with you. I love this, guys. All right, local broker Bill Moyer, he suggested the highest valuation of any of the seven experts Forbes surveyed two months ago, 1 million per room, which would equate to 263 million total. Now, a big fan of the hotel, Moyer, he said he just went there about 10 days ago, but even he found it difficult to get his head around a sales price in the neighborhood of $400 million. He said, every time you think you know something, you find out you really don't know anything because somebody comes along and completely stupid money says, you know, I like that hotel. I'm going to be a big shot in DC. I'm going to go buy it. That's what Moyer said. He went on to say, from a business standpoint, I don't think it's viable that you're going to make money at that number. Now, after all, the property has been struggling to make money for years, operating profits, and these are measured as earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. For the 12 months ending on August 31st, 2017, appeared to be negative $4.3 million, Allison. And this is according to analysis of the financial documents that the House Committee released on oversight and reform. Now, the next year, things improved, but the Trump still only squeezed out $900,000 of operating profits on a $52.3 million in revenue, and they lost money after paying interest on their debt. Now, a year after that, the property bled more, 2.1 million on an operating basis. Now, things got worse when COVID struck, not surprisingly. Now, in that year that ended August 31st, 2020, the hotel produced an operating loss of $8.6 million. Now, there are a lot of ways to lose money every year that don't require investing $370 million up front. There's lots of ways to lose money that don't require... <laughs> <laughs> I love I that statement. This fucking article's brilliant. Oh. Now, at this point, there's no hard evidence of seller financing or a side letter in the deal. And Forbes did not independently confirm that a deal is even happening. Oh. But yes, so according to the journal and others who reported the news Tuesday, the prospective buyer is a Miami-based investment firm named CGI Merchant Group. Now, a representative of CGI declined to comment. Shocking. The Trump organization did not reply to a request for comment. Shocking. The real estate firm, Newmark, is reportedly handling the sale on behalf of the Trump organization. Now, reached Tuesday, the firm's D.C.-based co-head of lodging, Miles Spencer, offered a succinct response. One big, fat, no comment. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about the, the deal that's probably I can't not real. And why. There's plenty of ways to lose money. Hell, you don't need... You don't need a million dollars to do nothing. What was it from 
from Office Space. Oh, my God. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, next up, congressional Democrats are reintroducing legislation that would repay the families of black American veterans who served in World War II and were unable to take advantage of the original GI Bill. Yes. The GI Bill Restoration Act would provide descendants of these veterans a transferable benefit that could be used to obtain housing, attend college, or start a business. And that's according to the announcement on Thursday from the bill's sponsors. To mark Veterans Day, the bill was unveiled Thursday by House Majority Whip James Clyburn of South Carolina and Rep. Seth Moulton of Massachusetts. And uh, it's expected to be introduced by Senator Raphael Warnock of Georgia in the Senate. The Democratic lawmakers said the black veterans had limited access to GI benefits in the past because most state and local veterans administrations were largely run by white officials. The bill would extend access to post 9-11 GI Bill educational assistance benefits to the surviving spouse and direct descendants of these veterans who were alive when the bill took effect. It would also extend access to the VA Loan Guarantee Program, which helps provide home loans to veterans and surviving spouses without a down payment. That's huge. In a statement, Clyburn said that many black World War II veterans were treated unjustly. That's putting it mildly after they returned home and were denied a path to the middle class. It is important to acknowledge, he says, this injustice and help us address the wealth gap that was exacerbated by the government's failure to fulfill the promise to World War II veterans of color. Warnock said in a statement, black service members fought valiantly in Europe and the Pacific for freedom from tyranny with a hope that their patriotism would be greeted with equality and opportunity once they returned home. Absolutely amazing. Just thank you. Just wonderful. Yes. I hope it thank passes. You, AG. I hope so, too. And hey, everyone, it's really infrastructure week. (laughs) Like for real, (laughs) the bipartisan infrastructure bill has now been signed into law by the president. Congress passed a one point two trillion dollar infrastructure package on November 5th, approving a signature part of Biden's economic agenda. Now, here's a look at some of the things that are in this package. First, funding for roads and bridges. The bill calls for investing $110 billion for roads, bridges, and major infrastructure projects. Now, that's significantly less than the $159 billion that Biden initially requested in the American Jobs Plan. Included is a $40 billion for bridge repair, replacement, and rehabilitation. That's according to the bill's text. The White House says it would be the single largest dedicated bridge investment since the construction of the interstate highway system, which started in the 1950s. Now, the deal also contains $16 billion for major projects that would be too large or complex for traditional funding programs. And that's according to the White House. The investments would focus on climate change mitigation, resilience, equity, and safety for all users. Now, that's including cyclists and pedestrians. Thank you for that Mm -hmm. specifically. Also in the package is $11 billion for transportation safety, including a program to help states and localities reduce crashes and fatalities, especially of cyclists and pedestrians. Again, thank you. According to the White House. It would direct funding for safety efforts involving highways, trucks, and pipeline and hazardous materials. And it contains a billion dollars to reconnect communities. Now, mainly disproportionately Black neighborhoods. They were divided by highways and other infrastructure. And that's according to the White House. It's going to fund planning, design, demolition, and reconstruction of street grids, parks, and other infrastructure. Wow, that's awesome. That is awesome. The next thing, money for transit and rail. So the package is going to provide $39 billion to modernize public transit. And that's according to the text as well. That's less, though, than the $85 billion that Biden initially wanted to invest in modernizing transit systems and help them expand to meet rider demand. So the funds will repair and upgrade existing infrastructure. They're going to make stations accessible to all users, bring transit service to new communities, and modernize rail and bus fleets, including replacing thousands of vehicles with zero-emission models. That's according, again, to the White House. The deal would also invest $66 billion in passenger and freight rail, according to the text. 
The funds would eliminate Amtrak's maintenance backlog, modernize the North, yes, which is so important, modernize the Northeast quarter line and bring rail service to areas outside the Northeast and mid-Atlantic regions. Now that's according to the White House. Included in the package is $12 billion in partnership grants for intercity rail service, including high-speed rail. Yep. The funding is less, though, than the $80 billion Biden originally wanted to send to Amtrak, which he relied upon for decades. We all know that. He's a train guy. Uh, He used that to get home to Delaware from Washington, D.C. So it's very near and dear to him. Now, still, it would be the largest federal investment in public transit in history and in passenger rail since the creation of Amtrak 50 years ago. All of these facts are according to the White House. Now, broadband upgrade. The legislation provides $65 billion investment in improving the nation's broadband infrastructure. According to this, Biden initially wanted to invest $100 billion in the broadband. It also aims to help lower the price households pay for internet service by requiring federal funding recipients to offer a low-cost affordable plan by creating price transparency and by boosting competition in areas where existing providers aren't providing adequate service. It will also create a permanent federal program and help low-income households access the internet. And again, this is all according to the White House fact sheet. So that is a big deal as well. Most of these really do help these underserved communities and very largely Black communities, which is wonderful that this is passing and has been signed. Upgrading airports, ports, and waterways. The deal will invest $17 billion in port infrastructure and $25 billion in airports to address repair and maintenance backlogs. They're going to reduce congestion and emissions near ports and airports and promote electrification and other low-carbon technologies, according to the White House. It's similar to the funding in Biden's original proposal on that one, which is nice. Electric vehicles. This is a good thing. The legislation will provide $7.5 billion for zero and low-emission buses and ferries, aiming to deliver thousands of electric school buses to districts across the country. Another $7.5 billion will go to the building a nationwide network of plug-in electric vehicle chargers across. And that, again, is according to the text. All right. Thanks for that reporting, Dana. That's amazing. Yes, We've signed a it. A lot. And I'm glad. And there's another thing for the former guy to be jealous about because <laughs> we actually have an infrastructure he bill. Had the, he had the Senate. He had Congress. He had the White House. And he couldn't get infrastructure passed. It was I a pile mean. of shit. Like Mary says, he's incapable of being a hero because being a hero means you have to admit there's a problem. All right, we'll be right back with Robert Denault. We're going to discuss the ins and outs of the Ingersoll indictment. You don't want to miss it. Stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG bringing you the Daily Beans. And today's episode is sponsored by Upstart. What would you do if you didn't have high interest loans or credit card debt? With Upstart, you can pay off your existing debt quickly and easily and start living your life again. It's easy to pay off your debt with an online personal loan with Upstart. Over a million people have used Upstart to consolidate their high interest debt and pay off credit cards or fund personal expenses with one fixed low monthly payment. Upstart looks beyond your credit score. You're not just a number to them. They look at your, you know, your income, your current employment, your employment history, your credit history. And, you know, that way they can find a better rate for you based on that information. And you can check your rate, by the way, without impacting your credit score in just minutes for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. And you will receive your funds as fast as one business day after acceptance of your loan. So find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash dailybeans. That's upstart.com slash dailybeans. Please use our URL to let them know we sent you. Your loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. That's upstart.com slash daily beans. And today's show is also brought to you by my new favorite sponsor, Tomboy X. I searched high and low for new underwear 
because my previous ones, they would, I have very high waisted. So the, the, they would roll down and, you know, I wanted to wear these boy shorts, but it was, it was tough. I couldn't find a good pair, but Tomboy X to the rescue. They made underwear that gets me. And I love my new boy shorts. I got the metamorphosis print and I love the fit and design with boldly unapologetically all-inclusive underwear. They've been producing since 2014. Tomboy X caters to clients of every body type, every shape, gender, and size, all sizes. And they have boxer briefs and bikinis, boy shorts and bras, all kinds of stuff for you. Every Tomboy X pair is made to fit you and how you see yourself. And besides underwear, they also make loungewear and swimwear and socks and t-shirts and other accessories. Quality, fit, and inclusivity are the hallmarks of every product. And their attention to detail includes no back seams to ensure a comfortable fit that never rides up. Plus those silky waistbands that don't roll down. Absolutely love them. No matter what your size or shape is, Tomboy X has the underwear that all bodies will love. They have this love at first wear guarantee. So you can order risk-free while you find your perfect fit. It's amazing. Discover your inner tomboy. And let me get you started with my special discount. Go to tomboyx.com and enter code DAILYBEANS, all one word, to get an extra 20% off. That's an extra 20% off when you enter DAILYBEANS at tomboyx.com. And these make the best gifts, I'm telling you. Again, tomboyx.com. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Everybody, welcome back. Joining me today is lawyer and investigative journalist, Robert Denault. Robert, hello. Hello. I'm still waiting for my bar application to go through. So technically not a lawyer, but I've passed the bar. So we're pretty much... (laughs) (laughs) Well, congratulations again. I knew that you would. I called it. I told you. And it's not a good idea to bet against me, especially on Fantasy Indictment League Week when I drafted Ingersoll. Let's talk about that because you are my go-to expert, all things Central Florida. I don't know if that's uh, something to be proud of or not, (laughs) but um, seriously, you've been really following this investigation closely. And I'm assuming, although I don't think it's said in the reporting, but I haven't, I've, I've only read Orlando Sentinel. I haven't read other reporting, but I'm assuming this came from the Greenberg Cooperation because Greenberg's involved and there's, you know, there's ID theft in here, which makes me like, ooh, ooh, identification theft with the with the Seminole County tax collector. Interesting. So I'm wondering how many other charges Greenberg might be avoiding by through his cooperation in this tax in this scheme. But that's we don't that's all speculation. Tell us about the scheme and tell us about the indictment. Yeah, I just read through it and great catch because that's the last count. Um, There's 41 counts in this indictment. Um, And that's the last one. And I didn't notice that the first time I read it. And as soon as I saw something about an unlawful use of IDs, I said, oh, well, that's their hook on Greenberg. So that I, I we don't know that for a fact. But, you know, for people who might forget, one of the first charges leveled at Greenberg after his initial charging for stalking and harassing a political opponent was using uh, IDs that were turned in at the Seminole County Tax Collector's Office for you know unlawful schemes, making up people, making fake IDs out of them. Uh, and Keith Ingersoll, this associate who we've talked about in the past, uh, was charged in a wide-ranging real estate fraud scheme today that actually, according to the indictment, began before Greenberg, I think, ever took office in April 2016. But one of the counts does involve knowingly using a means of fraudulent identification. So thinking that that's probably some sort of hook to to Greenberg. Um, and there were other real estate things that we can get into in this conversation that also tied them, but they're not necessarily as apparent in this indictment. So 
Yeah. And remind us again what you and I, why we thought Ingersoll was going to be on the hook. It was for it was for other stuff, wasn't it? Or was it yeah. for this kind of stuff? Kind of similar, but there was really good reporting from the Orlando Sentinel and other local you know, affiliates down there of television stations who were going through audits of the Seminole County tax collector budget and spending. And Ingersoll was one of many people who had a contract that sort of didn't make a ton of sense. That's the $48,000 contract for no work provided, right? Real estate advising. I, <laughs> we'll see. And, and, you know, once you get a person who's giving you real estate advice, who's then charged with 41 counts of a real estate fraud scheme, that's probably not a great person to be advising the tax collector's office. But um, so that was sort of the beginning, but they really owned in on a specific transaction, if I remember correctly, and this is what we were talking about, where the tax collector's office um, purchased you know, something from them. They, they purchased it at a very cheap value and then the tax collector's office purchased it for an extra $200,000 in a matter of hours. And it looked, I think the auditor said it screamed of collusion. They could not explain why on earth in the matter of hours it would, you know, appreciate by $200,000. And that was what they focused on. As far as I've seen in my brief skim of this, I don't see that charged here. So, you know, another example of these prosecutors beginning with things that I think it's just a testament to how much is out there on these people because they did the same thing with Greenberg. They left the finances till the very end. You know, we all kind of heard that there was big, big, big spending problems in there Mm -hmm. and they didn't go. They didn't lead with that. They led with a lot of other things. They waited. and, And even when they charged the finances, they left this kind of stuff out. And so interesting to, to think they might be taking the same approach with Ingersoll. Yeah. And now it's like, how many things did Greenberg have his hands in? How many more counts would he have been charged with for this scheme if, you know, if he were involved? Or maybe there are other outstanding charges that haven't been dropped against Ingersoll yet that maybe they're still looking into. There could be superseding charges. We, oh, that's all total speculation. We don't know. But what we do know is they had to push back Greenberg's sentencing twice for considerable lengths of time, 90 days. And I think six months yeah, because there was just so much he had to tell them. So how many other people came through that office? How many people are going to be brought up on false identification charges just from that office alone, from his office alone? And how many more charges are we going to see? It's going to be bananas. What an interesting crime because it leaves presumably a pretty clear trail a digital trail, you know, he was charged with accessing Florida's driver ID database and using that. Well, that leaves like digital signatures. I mean, I assume that that's what prosecutors are using to figure out which IDs were created falsely, whose were turned in at the office. It's just an interesting way, like you just said, how many other people got IDs? What, what a it's a way to corroborate whatever Greenberg gives them because if they can see in real time, oh, right, in you know June 2016 or 2017, he accesses the database and you know it's on this date. And then two days later, this person submits that ID in support of a bank loan or in support of something else. And I, I, it's just such a fasc- fascinatingly weird <laughs> crime that leaves, leaves a, a trail. Yeah. And a a brilliant indictment. And I have some more questions about it, but I have to take a quick break. Will you stay with me? 
Oh, of course. Thanks. We'll be right back, everybody. Hey, everybody. It's AG for The Daily Beans. Let me ask you a question. Are you getting enough? I bet you would like more. Well, our sponsor today, adamandeve.com, wants to give you more with 50% off just about any item, plus free shipping on your entire order. For more than 50 years, Adam and Eve has built a reputation as a trusted and reliable adult toy store that takes pleasure and privacy seriously. When you uh, want to shop erotic toys, Adam and Eve has it all. Men and women, straight or gay, anywhere in between, Adam and Eve has everything you're looking for in an amazing variety of erotic products. So what do you have to do to get your 50% off one item and free shipping? It isn't hard. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or really anything you desire. Just enter offer code DAILYBEANS, all one word at checkout. You'll get 50% off almost any item. Go check out adamandeve.com today. Select one item and get 50% off, including free shipping, when you enter offer code DAILYBEANS. That's D-A-I-L-Y-B-E-A-N-S at adamandeve.com. We've all heard about supply chain issues and delivery issues every day on the news, so don't wait on your Adam and Eve order. Shop now, shop early, and hurry while supplies last. And today's show is also brought to you by Allform. They craft quality, customizable furniture delivered right to your door. Allform creates premium furniture tailored to meet your needs, and then they ship it to your doorstep free of charge. With Allform, you can customize your own luxury furniture using premium materials at a fraction of the cost. You can pick the the fabric, the color, the the finish of the legs, the layout. I got a three-seater sofa in whiskey-colored leather with walnut legs and a chaise lounge. It is comfortable, stylish, and it looks amazing. And Allform ships fast in just three to seven days, and it's easy to put together. No tools required. They have beautiful armchairs and love seats all the way up to eight-seat sectionals. So you can always start small and buy more seats later if you want. Best of all, you get 100 days to decide if you want to keep it. That's more than three months. And if you don't love it, they'll pick it up for free and give you a full refund. They also have a forever warranty. So to find your perfect sofa, check out allform.com slash dailybeans. And Allform is offering 20% off all orders right now for listeners at allform.com slash dailybeans. Welcome back. We're talking with Robert Denault. 18-page indictment, 41 counts. That, you know, recently I've been reading... 40 page indictments for like one count, you know, within these Durham cases, which is just like, what? So less of a speaking indictment and more just straight to the crimes. And some that stood out to me that I was really interested in asking you about. We'll talk about the real estate ones. But you just having passed the bar, there's a couple of uh, people in here that are not lawyers that perpetrated being lawyers. And I, I was wondering what your thoughts on were that, having it freshly passed the bar and being an actual lawyer, because that, I mean, that's a that's a big crime. Being almost a lawyer, which is maybe reading right. it makes me very, <laughs> be very clear, <laughs> have not actually been certified as a member of the bar yet. But yeah, that's a that's a big problem. You can't do that. And I think the person in the indictment had been a lawyer and was suspended. Yeah, in 2008. Right. So and, that, and I love that that's how they, they referred to him as suspended lawyer. Right. right. Well, also, and this is what's really wild, and I, I don't want to speculate anything, but they're, I think they're deceased, according mm-hmm. to the indictment. That person is no longer alive. Yeah, and then it was Adam Chick. Is that how I, am I pronouncing his name right? Your guess is as good as mine on that. <laughs> I don't know. But then he stepped in and perpetrated being a lawyer in the in the stead of the non the other non lawyer. They're both not lawyers. Right. Right. And and I think, you know, there was somebody else whose name they just wholly made up, Ray Beckwith or something that they said was holding the funds in escrow or like was going to pay to make up the difference in what they took, because there's a victim in this case. Um, And that victim is not named in the indictment. And I was looking at some of the filing papers. I don't think. I don't think they've 
identified the victim to the defense formally. I'm sure they have an idea of who it, who that is. But but that means there's somebody who was defrauded here. And we talked a long time ago about what kind of charges to expect down the road. And to give myself a teeny pat on the back, I believe I said fraud would be everywhere in these indictments because it's hard to hook, you know, bribery and all these other crimes. But when you materially make submissions either to banks or to other people or, you know, you it's a lot easier to just put on paper. Well, you know, you said this money was for this purpose. You actually used it for another purpose. And that's fraud. And that feels like it's everywhere in this case. And it's certainly what they started really when they brought the heavy against Joel uh, right before he flipped. It was a lot of fraud. And now with Ingersoll, it's 41 you know, counts of fraud. So, yeah. And this is I would consider this substantial cooperation. 41 counts. <laughs> is quite a few. Oh, and by the way, I did Google Ray Beckwith to see where they came up with the name. It doesn't seem like there's anyone famous named Ray Beckwith, although there is a Ray Beckwith Australian chemist from South Australia, a wine chemist whose methods enabled Penfold's winemaker Max Schubert to produce excellent table wines. So that's who that is. I don't know if that's where they got that name or if they just made it up out of whole cloth. But either way. Ingersoll's a pretty big fan of imbibing or has been in the past. I know that he um, had, there's a video tape on YouTube of he, I believe, was arrested for driving under the influence or something like that. And I had some of the people who I've talked to in this case in Florida sent that to me months ago when they were talking about, about uh, Keith Ingersoll. So Maybe he's really into wine. I don't know. Maybe he's yeah. not. He, he could have. Maybe he's a he's he's Ray Beck. He's a big Ray Beckwith fan. <laughs> if it's if it's true, <laughs> it's all alleged. So, but and you had mentioned in, uh, before we took a break that there was more about um, real estate deals in this. Talk about that. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it is an interesting indictment because a lot of times in these indictments they they focus on defrauding financial institutions. I don't know off the top of my head if any of these charges are that. They might be. I know they talk about how they use them, but it seems like they have a victim who's like a private person or a private business. That's just like kind of on you. Usually those things are left to like civil suits. This is a pretty like interesting. I don't know. I mean, I'm not an expert. I I assume like, you know, obviously you can bring criminal charges, but usually like that person would be the one going to court and like bringing up charges or civil civil claims against people who defrauded them out of their money or something like that. So kind of interesting that it's not a ton of bank fraud or, or stuff like that. The scheme appears to have been that they made a bunch of representations that they were buying up real estate all across Florida and the Bahamas, and they just weren't. And they were getting money from this person or this business that was supposed to be like refundable deposits and they were going to get a 9% interest rate on the refundable deposit and they just weren't buying any real estate. And they were made up like that people were selling them and they hadn't even contacted the people. They hadn't even like these were these weren't listed properties. They were just people's properties. And interestingly, interestingly, they were spending it on luxury rental cars. And I think it says adult entertainment. Oh, gosh. Of course it does. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that that just gives me all sorts of Matt Gates vibes right there. Oh, man. Yeah, it's uh, Florida. That's Florida. I do think I remember from the um, from the video of Keith Ingersoll's dr- driving incident, traffic incident. He's driving like a very, very nice car. So that's kind of interesting that, that he, he's in like a, a high end sports car. 
Yeah, must have rented that with the uh, victim's money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, that and that's something a lawyer would be disbarred for. I mean, if they were an actual lawyer, you know, mis yeah, I don't think mishandling clients' funds um, is something that that's a, a disbarment. But yeah, maybe it, you know, maybe this is the the whole reason that this uh, case is just federally criminal is that everything went, you know, a lot of the stuff went through the tax office, the Seminole County Tax Office, and. And Greenberg is 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 making the proffer. Yeah, I think I think that the one count of the ID maybe could do a lot more work. I mean, they were clearly fabricating people's identities. According to the indictment, they were making up people who owned houses and owned properties, and it was just a lie. If they forging were, their signatures, yeah, exactly. And if they were if they were using the tax collector's office to get documents in pursuit of that you know, then it does become a lot easier to say this isn't just like a civil fraud. This is like really, really, <laughs> really bad. And so I, you know, it stands out like a sore thumb that the last count is that getting an ID and using it because, I, you know, you know that that's probably from Joel. So yeah. yeah. And and it really kind of gives me extra, not that I wouldn't already bet my paycheck on Matt Gates getting indicted at some point, but, you know, he was there and, and in the night going through IDs with Joel Greenberg. And I guess that's on video. And if, you know, anything in that ID fraudulently went through that office is going to end up in proffer if it's traceable, you know, in the computer system. Yeah. And, and, and Greenberg can attest to it or there's videotape of it. I mean, yeah, I think the hard thing about the video, you know, from talking to people close to the case in the past, I haven't in a bit. I stay in touch with a couple, but the video thing. You know, I, I don't know for a fact that the video has been turned over. I, I think that the video was seen by multiple people who, you know, documented in real time via text message and other things that they had seen it. I don't know if prosecutors have the video, but like we were just saying, you can, you know, maybe corroborate some of those things by lookups or other uses of those IDs. There were allegations that the IDs were used to travel. So if any of them were scanned to board a plane, if any of them were, you know, registered at an airport, you could, you know, see how they could build around corroborating evidence and Joel's cooperation to not just rest on Joel Greenberg saying, yeah, this happened, but having lots of witnesses and evidence, even if they don't have the video, to say these are the people who are using these fake IDs, these were the purposes for which they were used, blah, 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 blah. You know, with Matt Gates, I think, I do think, and I've said this to you many times, like, I understand why everyone's hook is Matt Gates into this. It's just, this it, it, is a really complicated situation. And it is more complicated than like just the Matt Gates sex trafficking hook, which is horrible uh, if it's true. But it is just very, very deeply financial corrupt, political, scary, political, you know, where was Florida law enforcement on all of this? This is, this is crazy. And they haven't charged any of these guys. I mean, that in and of itself could be subject to a federal investigation. <laughs> yeah. And it is, I don't know, but yeah. Well, I mean, they let, uh, they let Epstein stay at his house and have sex with underage, I should say rape underage girls while he was supposed to be in prison. So, you know, Florida, Florida, but yeah, we will definitely see I mean, we're going to learn a lot more. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I happen to be wondering if, if these trials aren't aimed to be complete by March 2022, when the Greenberg sentencing has been pushed back to a lot of lawyers that I've talked to have said, you know, sometimes you push those sentencing dates back till after trials 
to see if you get a conviction and and how that helps toward lowering or lessening your your clients or your you know the cooperating witnesses sentence but i'm with you i would not rely solely on joel greenberg's testimony for shit <laughs> that guy is a dirt bag and most cooperating witnesses are i'm not you know sammy the bull gravano uh not the nicest guy pretty insane criminal but you catch my point like with what happened with rick gates you know his, his testimony just kind of fell flat and wasn't credible because he's rick gates and uh, they they relied mostly solely on his well his corroboration, but the documentary evidence both very important. Yeah, and I think too that it's it's I can't stress enough like patience. People people need to have patience. I I see it all the time on Twitter. Like the where is the charges against Matt? Like look. Every, this job, these jobs are not easy. You have to sit down with people who are like fundamentally not credible and build cases based on those people's stories and testimony. And you need a lot of corroboration to do that. And that just takes time. Yeah. It's slow. And by the way, these aren't the only cases that these prosecutors have. No. They have lots of cases that we never talk about. And so, you know, everybody like does need to take a bit of a breath. Mm -hmm. They're doing the work. I think the fact that we see an indictment on something you and I talked about four months ago today, you know, should just be credit to people who are waiting and trying to, you know, it just be patient. And that's that's the main thing I think we should take away from today. They're they're doing the work. Yeah, 100 percent. I see people all the time. If it were me, I'd be in jail. No, really, you wouldn't. This investigation has to, you know, and I keep saying, you know, this, what's our democracy or we'll be, we'll be ruined. And I'm like, you can't fight democracy by shirking democracy. You know, you can't just arrest people and ask questions later. It's a little bit unconstitutional. It's not how the system works in this country. If you don't like it, you're free to go check out how Russia's Right. Legal system works. I mean, that's kind of along those lines, you know, shoot first, ask questions later, end up falling out of a four story window. And that's your, you know, that's your sentence. But, you know, we, we do have to be patient. We do have to understand. And like you said, I would and this is um, apples and oranges because uh, Fannie Willis is a district attorney and she's not federal. But her grant, those grand juries, she has to impanel a new special one because there's a 10,000 case backlog because of covid. And I I don't know what the backlog is in the central middle district of Florida for the federal system, but it's I'm sure there's a backlog. And, you know, they if they don't have their own special grand jury, they're having to utilize grand juries that have multiple cases in line waiting to get done. Sometimes it's just about that. Yeah, I, I it's so the backlog is so real, like learning, learning that very quickly. It's it's you know, there's just everything slowed down. Courthouses were literally closed for months. Some of them are still closing down when there's outbreaks. So that that's a thing. And the last thing I think people need to think, you know, what you were just saying, if you want to destroy your chances of winning these cases, you'll rush them because you're going to give a jury, you know, you're handing these people, uh, this is politicized argument if you try to rush this. And by the way, the jury's going to come from Florida. So you have to think that you're going to get some people who are sympathetic. You know, Florida is a tricky political state. And if you think you can bring a prosecution against a sitting congressman like Gates, and, and, you know, I have every bit of faith in the jury system, but you bet the prosecutors are thinking through how to not politicize this, how to bring an open and shut case, if it adds up to that, against any of these players. 
because it is complex and it's Florida. And, you know, people get off in Florida sometimes on crazy cases. So, you know, they're thinking those things through. The worst thing they could do is rush and, and, you know, rush right into a loss because that's that's how it would end. And they can't anyway. By federal criminal law, federal criminal procedures, you aren't allowed to indict someone unless you are certain you can obtain and maintain a conviction. So and rushing that would Take that, you know, whip that rug right out from under you. It's like everyone, you know, with the eight, with the the ban and indictment, you know, hurry up, hurry up. And I'm like, what are you basing your time frame on? We have one incident that happened in 1983 with Rita Laval, and they indicted her in in eight days. I'm like, yeah, they also lost in court because they (laughs) failed to prepare for what the defense was going to come at them with. So do you want to lose? Do you really want to Steve fucking Bannon to be acquitted? Can you imagine what would it happen if he were acquitted? I mean, oh, good, good God. Like, we don't need that. So chill. Uh, anyway, I'm with you. And again, congratulations on passing the bar. We'll talk again soon. I appreciate your time today. Who do you think's next? Ingles? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I don't know, because this tells me that they're they're unraveling the finance stuff a little bit. So they might stick with that. But, you know, like we said, Ingersoll got a contract uh, from the office. Some other people got interesting contracts from the office and were related to some interesting, you know, potential other schemes. And uh, well, we were talking, I think, over the summer about some weird contracts between a MAGA advisory LLC that that were just totally inexplicable. And that the person who had that LLC also had a separate LLC with Jacob Engels, who is a Roger Stone associate and was sort of, you know, involved in Seminole County type things that Greenberg was involved in and stuff like that. So interesting. What's his name? Jacob Engels. No, uh, he's the the one with the LLC. LA Key, the other MAGA lady. Zach Patrizzo, Zachary Patrizzo has done some interesting reporting about this too. Um, I think it was back. He's, I don't, he definitely just switched outlets, but he was at Salon when he did it. So worth looking up that interesting. Key? Yes. Her name's Leslie Ann Key, I think. But she goes by LA Key. She's like a big MAGA person. And she had a contract with Joel's office and it's never really been explained well. And, you know, one of those weird contracts that they they just can't explain. And she has some affiliations with that group. So if they're pulling through those contracts, you could logically think that that could be nice. I I suspect more that they're going to go for these transactions at first. Let's see what they get out of these payments to Greenberg's really close associates that that never really added up anyway. And, and there's a bunch of them. So. All right. Well, this week I will draft Engels. I, I had him on my draft this week as well, and it didn't go down. So I'll, I'll draft L.A. Key and Engels. That, 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 <laughs> we'll see how it happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Thank you so much for your time today. Again, congratulations. We'll talk soon. Of course. Thanks for having me. Everybody stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. Hey, everybody. It's AG. And this Helping a Daily Beans is brought to you by Cometeer, the most delicious coffee brewed better through science. Cometeer is frozen pre-brewed coffee in pocket-sized recyclable capsules that you melt to make. No equipment needed. With Cometeer, you're always just a minute away from barista quality coffee and lattes. I used to drink coffee with all sorts of cream and sugar, but Cometeer coffee is so balanced and smooth and delicious, I, I drink it black. Cometeer is so simple to make. They've discovered a new way to make coffee. After the brewing process, the coffee is flash frozen to lock in all the aromas and freshness and flavors. And then you just melt it to make it. You add the frozen capsule to a cup of hot water. And for iced coffee, just pour the melted coffee into water with ice. Yes, it's iced coffee in 10 seconds flat. And lattes are just as easy. 
A Cometeer arrives each month to my home and features the best regional specialty roasters with enough capsules for 32 cups. It's the kind of delicious variety I've always wanted, and we have a special offer just for you. For a limited time, you can get $20 off your first order, 10 free cups, and shipping is always free, but only when you visit cometeer.com slash beans20. That's cometeer, C-O-M-E-T-E-E-R dot com slash beans20. Uh, I was skeptical about Cometeer at first. I mean, brewed coffee, you melt to make, but it's delicious. Truly one of the best things. A full cup of coffee in minutes. It's the best I've ever had. If you like coffee at all, this is taste to believe. You have to. That's cometeer.com slash beans20 to save $20 off your first order. A new day has arrived on Earth for coffee. That's cometeer.com slash beans20. And today's show is also brought to you by Wealthfront. Stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Start with Wealthfront's classic portfolio or make your own with socially responsible funds, crypto trusts, and hundreds of other investments. Either way, they'll set you up in minutes with a portfolio you can count on for the long term. Wealthfront was designed by financial experts to help turn your good ideas into great investments without the hassle of, uh, you know, doing everything yourself. You're protected from unnecessary risk because your portfolio is diversified across asset classes. You don't want to spend hundreds of hours trying to lower your tax bill. That's cool because they do that for you. They help you with it. And if you're not sure how to rebalance your portfolio or if you're like me and you don't know what rebalancing is, they do it automatically. Wealthfront is trusted with over $27 billion in assets, helping nearly half a million people build their wealth. Get your first $5,000 managed for free at wealthfront.com slash daily beans. It takes just minutes to start building your wealth. Visit wealthfront, F-R-O-N-T dot com slash daily beans. That's wealthfront.com slash daily beans. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Well, we'll float on good news. It's on the way. All right, if you have good news or confessions or any corrections in anything that I have to say, if you have misheard song lyrics, uh, shit kids say, whatever, and uh, still accepting Halloween photos of anyone and anything you want to send or your pumpkins, whatever. Send them yeah, in. And your pumpkins. <laughs> Send them in at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. First up, Irish Steve, pronouns he and him. Good news. Today I bought in a charity shop a $600 worth pre loved leather bike jacket for 20 bucks. Mostly because the person who calls the price is someone I haven't seen in years, but I helped them climb out of an alcoholic hole. Wow. Karma can come around and bite you nicely occasionally. Much love to every bean fighting any addiction. Your good life is waiting for you. What a sweet submission, oh, Steve. What a great jacket. And you too. look good. You look good, my man. You look good. Yeah. All right. Good kickoff there. Thank this you. one's from yeah. Alicia. She and her on the pronouns just wanted to say thank you to Allison for an offhanded comment the other day. I was having a rough one, but in the middle of the hot notes rundown on the ongoing attempt by the former guy to invoke executive privilege, Allison was kind enough to remind everyone that he is just a citizen, followed by a perfect fuck that guy. (laughs) I burst out laughing in the middle of the grocery store. Yes, fuck that guy. And thank you for underscoring that despite all his criminal efforts to the contrary, he is just a citizen. You're very welcome, Alicia. Thanks for the... Note. Yeah, he is just a citizen and fuck that guy. Next up from anonymous pronouns, he and him. Hi, Allison, Dana and Amy and the rest. I just wanted to say I've been a loyal Patreon since the kitchen days and the genuine enthusiasm that AG puts into the audio portion continues to be a positive way to start each day from the very introduction of hello and welcome to take care of your mental health. Thank you for that. 
I wanted to get these images from the Paso Grill Beach annual Halloween costume-themed golf cart parade from St. Pete <laughs> Beach. I wanted to get in still before Thanksgiving. We just stumbled across this on Halloween. We're very pleasantly surprised by most. Not so much the third one. See if you can tell why. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oi. Fuck. I love this Halloween fucking golf cart parade. I would have also loved to have heard the response to the third I know. Yeah, I know. Right. But the way that the the sentence, let me see if I can find my favorite sentence. I wanted to get these images from the Paso Grill Beach annual Halloween costume themed (laughs) golf cart parade from St. Pete Beach. I just love that (laughs) sentence. I just have there is so much to unpack there. (laughs) So good. Thank you. So good. Absolutely. All right. This next one's anonymous, but the pronouns are he, him. Hi, Beans Queens. I just got boosted. Anyone else get emotional every time they get one of these? Thank you, science. Yes, I do. I know. I have a funny misheard lyric from my childhood that I had to share. You know the Carlos Santana song, Maria Maria? Uh-huh. You know? She reminds me of an East Side story. Isn't it a West Side growing story? Growing up in Spanish Harlem. Isn't it a West Side story? She reminds me of an East Side story. I think, yeah, I think so. The, the, That's okay. It's the musical, West Side Story. Anyway. Yeah, not important on this one, but. Well, my younger brother always heard and confidently belted, growing up in Spanish pot roast. (laughs) Instead of Spanish Harlem. Okay. Yeah. All right. (laughs) To this day, we still can't listen to the song without singing that version. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, look how cute this guy and the dog are. He also thought the Red Hot Chili Peppers were flying on my cell phone, not flying on my my Zephyr. 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 Thank you. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I don't know a lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers. (laughs) It's okay. You're not missing much. You know the name of the song? He's always been unique. I attached some pics of my best friend in the whole world. Uno <laughs> Fulgencio, my three-year-old rescue pointer pit bull mix, maybe. Thank you for all you do. <sighs> Listen to you guys is the best. I'm Tony. Look how cute this guy and this dog are. Dude, these are two very handsome fellows. I agree. And just because I don't eat at the buffet doesn't mean I can't smell <laughs> the food, people. <laughs> I love you. Look at this dog. Look at his don't so baby oh lewd hello lewd mm-hmm. photos sending us lewd l-e-w-d dog photos what a Indeed. very very ultra good boy thank you for sending yes are you talking about the guy or the dog uh the dog's Wolf. not bad either yeah there you go next up patrick pronouns he and him hello to my favorite human beings ha ha so as a dad of six kids yes not a typo we have lots of shit kids say on tap, but, but I sit here about to catch up on Matto on my Apple TV. I encounter shit kids do that you might like. Daughter number two is, I am sure, going to make a living doing sketch comedy as she is quirky, quick, and often hilarious. A while back, she decided to rename every single folder in the Apple TV menu to cheese balls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, just cheese balls. The other night, my long-suffering wife, my long-suffering wife, asked me where a certain app was. And I actually said, isn't that in cheese balls? <laughs> and after she stared at me for what seemed like an eternity, she said, everything is in cheese balls. Our universe is cheese balls. Oh, and yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to change it back. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and so it is. And this is now a running joke with literally everything. Can't find your favorite socks? They're in cheese balls. Need a pen? Cheese balls. Where can I find a space to park? Cheese balls. This so far, I think, edges out my son. The, the one boy out of six, by the way. Oh, whew, five girls and a boy Indeed. who was convinced that his donut was filled with barbarian cream. But that, that's fantastic. But that's another story. 
He's a I mean, miracle. you don't know. It could have been barbarian cream. To save him. No, that's Flash, not Conan. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks for all you do. For Pet Tax, I offer a photo of Fintan, who is a three-year-old blue healer mix and a rescue. He's very gentle, but has a fairly terrifying bark. So he's the perfect doggy alarm system. He doesn't especially like being photographed, though. <laughs> what a cute. No, he's like, uh-uh. Uh, that's a very nice velvet fleece blanket that your dog owns, by the way. I Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty great. Wow. Thank you for all these submissions. These were so great. You know, thanks, Steve, for your donation. Nice leather jacket. Alicia, fuck that guy. I'm with you. Fuck that guy. Yep. The the, the uh, Paso Grill Beach annual Halloween costume themed golf cart parade from St. Pete Beach. Thank you very much for that. Absolutely. <laughs> sentence in my life. I needed it. Uh, handsome guy and dog. Thank you for that. Did you, what was the name? He, him. Yeah. Just anonymous. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and then of course, Patrick, uh, this is so funny. Cheese balls. I appreciate you. We might call the episode cheese balls and then you can, <laughs> then you can talk about how, where's your, uh, submission. Where's your good news submission. Cheese balls. It's in cheese balls. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, any, uh, final thoughts before we get out of here today, Dana? No, I don't. Do I have any final thoughts? I don't think I do. <laughs> That's all right. Maybe, maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah, maybe it'll, it'll be a maybe whole I'll new come day. Up with a final thought tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, until then, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, and take care of your mental health. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com.